Ooh, baby. Ooh. I thought you were going to start singing, ooh, child. And what's that song? Things are gonna get easier. Well, I wasn't. I was just trying to Ooh, say, Ooh, child, things will get brighter. <laughs> that was fun. Ooh, <laughs> child. <laughs> um, we have a really great episode today for you guys. I say that very earnestly with a lot of genuine meaning. <laughs> but I really enjoyed talking to today's guest. Oh, she's so delightful. I feel as though she knows herself and she has the energy that backs that up. And she's so smart. I want that. She's very smart, very articulate. Mm -hmm. I was like, again, she knows herself. Keep talking. Keep talking. You're a smart, smart lady. Smart, smart lady. It was, um, uh, uh, our, our guest today is a wonderful improviser comedian in the city, uh, named Kat Abood. Um, she is so great. She's extremely smart and funny, and most importantly, she brought a topic that she, oh, I can't say how she feels about it, because it's a surprise. It's a surprise, but I love when people have this kind of passion for small stuff. I love it. I love Liz it. So just it's not even app. small stuff. It's, it's big stuff, and then we did get um, in a very interesting conversation also about religion. <laughs> Yeah, we just can't get off the topic. Listen, we heard from you guys, and we listened. <laughs> you guys, no one said it. anything. You guys asked and for we Jesus Christ. Gave no it one to you. Gave us a comment in months, and no we one said, said a thing. And we <laughs> said yes. <laughs> I hate when brands do that. It's like you say, yeah, like we totally heard you guys, like free fries. You know, it's like what? Anyway. Um, <laughs> We do talk about religion. We talk about um, promposals. As you see, that is the topic. We get into it. Mostly we spend the entire time talking about Laguna Beach. So I'm a very happy camper right now. Coming in hot. Hot, hot with Elsie and Lo. <laughs> team Kristen forever. I'm team Lo. Yeah. She should have her own team. She Indeed should be her, running everything. She should have had her own show. Guaranteed, they tried to give it to her, and her parents were like, absolutely not. And she was like, guys, my parents said no. Deal with it. You think that MTV tried to give Lo her own show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that come up? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Because I, so I just thought take. about it. That was a hot take. Um, Yeah. Hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode. Yep. And you this can find pre mini episode. I'm so sorry. You can find Kat performing every Friday night at IO at um, 10 p.m. in a show called Oh Hell Yeah. Uh, she per, uh, she performs with a awesome group of improvisers. Oh, so good. Uh, Alter Boys. If you are in Chicago and you haven't seen them, you have to go see them. They're so funny. Some of the most like talented improvisers in the city. Awesome so good. group of women. Um, oh, hell yeah. Also features Wet Bus. And I think um, uh, one more team that I'm blanking on now. But uh, it's a great show. Go see her on Friday nights. Do it. And enjoy the episode. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. You are listening to Love Hate. Strong opinions on the issues that matter least.
and it's really a good thing that they have those now. People, oh, I'm super I mean, into it. I, I have a friend Eddie who brings straws to Starbucks. Like he'll bring his two straws wherever he goes. My new thing. I'm bringing my stainless steel straws everywhere. You should. So I tell me what's going on. It. Why are we? I mean, obviously plastic, That's but like, what has? What happened that everybody's like getting? I think people are just becoming more aware of the plastic waste right. and the effect that it's having on the oceans, especially. And, okay. Yeah. And there are so many because of social media. I feel like people are so it's much more accessible for them to see like, oh, there are dead whales, and they open them up, and there's just plastic like <gasps> dead whales. Yeah. No it's whales really eat plastic. T- oh my or God, like they're like pulling the like like just stra- like there's like one image that has been going around of just like a straw. Yeah. Wait. What? Like, basically, like drilled through like a turtle, and you're Excuse like, me? yeah, yeah. Oh no. Because whales are, and whales are a type of feeder where they basically just open their mouth and move through the water, and they kind of like take in, you know, what's like in their path. Yeah. And um, so they, yeah, they like eat plastic as it's coming and so many smaller fish are also eating the plastic right so which is exactly what's happening to us like we eat shellfish and those shellfish have eaten plastic so we're eating plastic like people don't whoa yeah like clams oysters watch out because you're eating (laughs) plastic straight up i truly love oysters yeah i mean unless you're getting them from a place that it's like sourced specifically in this like small area that's concentrated and doesn't have but think about it. I yeah, mean, I mean, it so makes total sense. In the water and those freaking microbeads, like oh, yeah. oh, those are the worst. I was so, I remember like crest, like when they had you know like in whitening toothpaste. This is like a couple years ago. They would have those like little blue mm-hmm. beads, and then the microbead thing happened, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, like take it out of face wash, take it out like immediately. And crest, I think it was crest, was like we have like we have hundreds of thousands of like we have millions of happy customers and that's like all they said i'm like you're putting plastic because the people are going to the dentist right and mm-hmm. they had like blue Pla- beads yeah. like in their teeth yeah that's insane yeah. that's yeah. crazy i feel like isn't that easier just not to do it like it's so unnecessary i that's think crazy. it's a thing where they're like Toothpaste is so boring, guys. What can we do to spice <laughs> Let's it Let's add up? some blue Let's sparkly. Add some Let's add some plastic. Yeah. We'll What's unique? What's or... different? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People love that shit. Yeah, guys, let's talk about toothpaste. I'm a sucker for morning burst face wash from whatever what company? Weren't we all? uh, It was Was clear. Oh my god, clean and clear. Clear and girl, you went to sleepover. Um, What was five? That's what we brought. Carrie Russell was the clean and clear girl. Wasn't she from Colorado? (laughs) Where I'm from. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, she's from like a suburb not far from mine, which is. I, there's not a lot of stars from Denver suburbs. I got it. <laughs> just <laughs> always from Boulder, like whatever. Cooler parts. Of, yeah, no, Denver's very. No, cool. she's from Highlands Ranch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're like, just no, like, that's just like that's a plain man-made, old. That's a man-made suburb. <laughs> yeah, um, has them all. I never watched Felicity. Me neither. Watch? I mean, I didn't. But she was really cool. She when was it came so out. cool. I think I liked her when I saw that she sh- like not shaved her head, but she cut her she all cut her, her long hair. beautiful hair off. And yeah. she that was a big controversy. Super pretty, yeah, yeah. Of course it was because what year was that? Like 2012, <sighs> and so people were like, 
What does she think she's doing? Yeah, no way. She's not Demi Moore for G.I. Jane or whatever that movie was. Like, <laughs> she can't pull that off, but... She did. She yes, did. She, she rocked it, did. and now she's a Russian spy. I was just going to say, I want to watch now her that. long hair's back, and yeah. that show... But straight. Do you like that show? The Americans? Yeah. I do like it. I tried to get into it, and I was like, when am I going to watch her get to beat more people up? It wasn't enough beating up mm. on her part. Yeah. Yeah, she gets... I think I liked how she was, like, smarter then as the show unfolds it turns out you can find out that she's so much smarter and stronger than the husband's character that's great that's true and i love that that like unfolds right oh really oh my god ashley before ashley's a huge harry potter person so this is good i am i mean it's it's they have some she i would say trauma yeah Harry Potter trauma, which we've talked about on the podcast yeah, before. Like, this will be the third time. But Basically, she just, like, there was a spoiler in a movie. She was almost done with the book. She was, like, ten pages out from being done with the book. And One of the Harry Potter premiere. movies? Yes. Yeah. Oh she God. went to the movie premiere. I started reading the books and late. And started screaming when someone died. <laughs> oh. I, I, no, I'm the only person that started screaming when someone died because I wasn't done with the books yet. Yeah. And everybody else, oh I was at a midnight God. premiere. It was and, humiliating. And I, I love that also you're still not, like, telling us who it is in case there's anyone out there who. Oh, I, I, I've ruined it on other podcasts but are you a big harry potter person i didn't read it growing up um i was um i don't know what i read maybe i didn't read as a child but i never i read lemony snicket i was more like series of unfortunate events like depressed young child but yeah um but i read harry potter as an adult um about i finished it last summer or last spring i should say and my classmates were all like on my journey with me because i like flew through them because they're so good they're very readable they're so readable there and i was so mad at myself reading them for the first time and i was like as a child i would have loved this i'm so disappointed in myself that I didn't get this magic. I mean, I watched the movies, but I was like, what's happening? Different. Yeah. Yeah. Different. So I mean, different. I love the movies. I really do. But I mean, those books, I remember just feeling like comfort from them. I was yeah. just like, I love this world. Well, now, and also <laughs> <I> like <laughs> reading them freshly as an adult and then watching the movies back, I'm like, ugh, you can't even compare them. Like, right. you have to keep them separate because there's so many differences. And there's new, I mean, there's new, there's so many like deep, like, like, character do you know what i mean right. there's mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. and it's like you can't put foot them all it's a beautiful no, day in chicago and the sun is kind of hurting us i've got these fragile eyes <laughs> fragile blue eyes. fragile beautiful but fragile gorgeous stunning stopping your tracks what color are your eyes blue they're like green, blue, green. gray blue depends they change i think that, oh <sighs> yeah. i had this like theory like I was being really vain one day <laughs> a long time ago, and I was like, wow, if I had green eyes, I would truly be beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, oh, I was like, there eyes. it is. I solved it. That's so <laughs> if, if, if that that's one thing, I, I can't imagine to, changing I anything. I used to sit. I, I was raised Catholic, and my parents made us go to Mass every week. Um should have been here last week, man. We were well, getting you into church. Well, you mentioned earlier yeah. something about God, and I was like, oh, I'm not. I could, but I won't. But I could. <laughs> I 100% could. Oh, man. It's fun stuff. But um, I used to sit in church, and I found it really boring. So I would, like, as I'm kneeling in the pew, like, look around and pick 
like oh okay that's the hair of that that woman's hair is what I want and that woman's outfit is what I want and that woman I really like her shoes so if I had those I would be really pretty and I would like look yeah. at different people and their different traits to try to find out what the perfect woman was <laughs> oh yeah and build build like a Barbie yeah the perfect Catholic Barbie <laughs> I think honestly like that would be such a good like collection of stories about like if you grew up Catholic or if you grew up going to church, like what did you do as a child in church to pass the to time? Get because there it. was I've never met a human being mm-hmm. who wasn't a sociopath that was like, No, I listened. <laughs> like I was seven years old and it was and it Sunday was and I listened. I was showing up because I was trying to get the kids group. They had they would like you had before a hot kid, yeah. they got too serious and like read the scripture, they'd be like, All right, time for all oh, the, the kids. Oh, the kids could leave. Yeah, the oh kids my got God. to leave. The yes. little kids that, got to leave. And they good. started it after my church. My sister holes. or after I, I like grew and was too old so my sister who's five years younger than I am got to do it and I would just look at her with fire in my eyes <laughs> oh totally and, you um, lucky son to, of a bitch I would just I would I peruse like, the bible hoping that there would be like one picture page turner or picture <laughs> or something that would grab my attention mm-hmm. and there wasn't it's all formatted weird mm-hmm. it's all like it's two column do you know what I mean there was no the good story text tiny weird and when I was like really little my mom always had like things like we have at church stuff yeah like a bag I I typically yeah would have I remember I would always bring my American girls and we'd be matching Mm -hmm. so that would be like when I was like little I'm sorry you would match your Doll. The American girl? Doll. With your church outfit? Yeah. How did you have so many outfits? And how, so, how did your doll have multiple outfits? Also, that's the most extra thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's I nice was Also, ridiculous. which American girl? <laughs> I, so, Samantha, I had a few different American you girl dolls. Samantha? I know. Samantha? I had Magic Attic girl. But Molly, I'm Samantha Molly yeah, were like my faves. Samantha and Molly. Samantha was like posh. Samantha was like Victorian, right? Whoa. Yes, but my mom's like best friend was like made dresses and she um oh. her daughter oh. passed away so it's really sad oh. but her daughter oh, passed sorry. away when she was younger and so oh. i got a lot of things in that were her the, daughter no that was oh, she would like she make made. for me because oh, i think so like it was nice. like yeah i like to I like, like to do this like, and I want to do this. I, little girl yeah. I don't have that anymore so that's I sad. would get that's, that's sad and like generous. she knew I was into that so she'd be like cool that's I'll generous. make you and your doll a dress that matched yeah. so I had so many dresses that matched my doll well I apologize for asking that in a pointed way because now no I don't I mean it makes sense like, how did you have so many clothes how did your doll it's kind of a so <laughs> kind of a dark story but it really was I mean Karen was wonderful and she would just send dresses for me and my doll i think there's Thank something you, to karen. this i might start shout out to karen yeah great instinct yeah she's probably Cat. listening um i think that i think there's a there there i think i'm gonna start asking people this question about church because look at how much we just talked about right. yeah but it's also so touchy i mean i feel sure. i call myself a recovering catholic because okay. it's i think it, it's a very touchy itch, issue um and I think, so depending on the person, I feel like it could either be a very lively conversation. I'll talk about it till I turn blue in the face. But I think some people will probably be like, no, no, we're not going there. I'm trying <laughs> not to make a joke out of, like, touchy issue. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I also grew up Catholic. But so, spotlight. <laughs> 
which I want to watch again, but I just don't know that I can. I, st- oh my gosh. Did you guys see Spotlight in a the theater? Yes. No. Did you have this experience? Have you seen Spotlight, Ash? I, on Netflix. I have not. Spotlight oh, it is on, on Netflix, Netflix right now. Yeah. Shout out is. Netflix. Shout out Netflix. Um, like, my theater did not move when it ended. Yeah, like same. Everyone's, oh, okay, you're reading the list, right? Oh, right. That's why. Because you are sitting there Fucked and up. you're so upset and you're it's like, so what's going on? And then they, spoiler alert, but it's not a huge spoiler alert, but at the end of the movie, they're, they basically tell you about the coverage of the story. Do you know what it's about? It's a, it's from it's in, from Boston yeah. yep. and it's like the cov- the cover up of like what happened yeah. in yeah. the it's about Catholic a group Church of like investigative yeah. reporters who really just like stuck with this story and it was the start of the breakdown of letting the world know that like the Catholic Church's problem with molestation and sexual abuse um, assault and abuse yeah. and rape for like against like young children by priests like it that story had been out somewhat before but this is like the crux the tipping point and you kind of follow the reporters into figuring it all out and they're all they're all bostonians and they're all catholic for the Mm -hmm. most part so you see like they're kind of like internal struggles and realizations and it's just this hugely like important movie and especially Mm -hmm. like growing up Catholic I mean just being Catholic it's just like it's a must watch I agree for Catholics it's a must watch for the entire world but like for Catholics you really I mean regardless of your position with the church it's like you mm, gotta see it yeah because you can't you can't tell me that that thought hadn't crossed your mind or like hasn't that you haven't thought about the power dynamics between a congregation led by um men and I just think, mm-hmm. I, I think you are, it's a shame for you and for your loved ones if you're not thinking about that power dynamic and the structure of the church, the way it's set up. Like, historically speaking, priests were and are like the go to people for so many families in communi- and mm-hmm. communities. Um, you know, they used to be the only ones who were educated. They used to be the only ones who had access to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they were essentially the ones, like, telling the people what they wanted to tell the people. Right. So when you don't think about how power dynamics work in religion, I think it's a disservice to everyone. Um, but so at the end of the movie, they essentially show they're like, this was the tipping point and the start of this coverage. And like, here's the story. And here is a list of all the places where stories evolved after. And it's global. It's global all over the world. Oh it's God. like here, it's, like it you, you the movie basically ends with like the big, big story breaking, and then you just kind of like see the trickle, like the big story, and then like the follow ups um, in the Boston Globe, and like follow ups after follow ups after follow ups, and then it like, yeah, like just it, 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 it's like the investigations in local churches and local Catholic churches, like across the United States, mm-hmm. and you and see all the cities, the list and, you, and see, you see your city, and you're like, well. it's great. I mean, it's so. I mean, it's like epidemic isn't a big enough word. Mm-hmm. Like tragedy isn't a big enough word. It's 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 like a phenomenal just like slap in the face. It's just a huge failure of humanity. <laughs> it's horrible. Mm-hmm. That was very well articulated about the power dynamics of priests. I've never really thought about it that critically. I mean, obviously it's like so there and it's like I don't love that there's like 
a man at the front of the room because I think that mm, okay so I try to say this like to guys when I feel like the conversation if we're talking about gender and the conversation is becoming like like well you know you know that that guy was probably just like good at better at there's a chance there's a chance that that guy is a better performer than her or that guy's better at his job or jimmy Mm -hmm. fallon is better than blah blah blah. and it's like i i do try to say this where it's like i think from my perspective it's like no matter what room i'm in no matter what i'm watching no matter where i am like 99 times out of 100 it is a man at the front of the room Mm -hmm. speaking to everybody else Mm -hmm. whether it's late night whether it's a priest whether it's the president whether it's like a local politician do you know what i mean and all these like it's it's not just like industry it's not like there's a problem in your industry it's like there is a clear dynamic where it's like a man in the front of the room and everybody else is like patiently listening for and you don't to guide us i think a lot of people don't even question that no like they that's not something that a lot of people (laughs) notice yeah i think it's really ingrained in our culture and in our society and um yeah have you ever been to because you did not did you because you're not Catholic. You didn't no. grow up Catholic. No, I grew up Catholic. Grew up Catholic, but then changed religions. Mm-hmm. You converted to something? I'm just, I go to a non-denominational right. Christian church now. And have you ever been to a church where there's a woman? Yeah, right leader? now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The church that I go to now, like, half the pastors or, yeah, the pastors are either gay, female. Ugh. There's, like, I think there's, like, one straight male that is how is that leadership like and i'm like i yeah. like it's he's i think married with kids but i, I and they're all gay <laughs> right well i think but at, the, the, at, at this particular church you can be openly gay and still a leader in the church so mm-hmm. i don't think it's it, it would be an issue there's no like hiding at that point mm-hmm. um has that how has that changed for you sort of like being in different religions and now being like an adult and I know like this church is very much like a choice as we were talking about like you right made such a deliberate choice it's like newer you feel like you're an adult so you're making this decision but like mm. besides all those changes just like having a woman or having a gay man or having I mean that was someone a, else that was front. that a was a huge defining. defining factor in choosing a choice women in leadership and and oh really oh I yeah I know that um, I the first church I went the first non-denominational church I went to in Chicago would did not allow women in leadership and it was a, a big problem for me it makes no sense I used to go to Bible study in college and like we would have that conversation of just like why can't women be priests and like the litany like people women would just like list off the reasons like why and it's like it's it's such bullshit it makes no sense it's no it's wrong it's like they had the power, so that's why they're the priests. Like, mm-hmm. that's, there's nothing else. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's crazy. And I, like, the, the scriptural backing that, like, that's one of the things that, they, like, they try to fall back on that makes, like, no sense because they don't even have, like, the real foundations to, like, back it. Right? Yeah. It's like, this is crazy. So you can justify anything by they saying that you interpret, like, you yeah. interpret the Bible this way. And then they're going to be, the same amount of people who interpret the Bible a different way. Well, so I'm like, I go way. crazy, and I like, I am a Christian. I like, yeah, I like, am that's who I am. But I'm like, the the one of the things that like I love about like 
Jesus is that the the man spoke in riddles. So like whenever whenever anybody is like, this is a black and white answer, I'm like, how? He never answered a question in a black and white manner the entire in the entire history of the Bible that you're following that you're like so determined to cling to with everything that you have like your savior never said anything in black and white they'd be like is this is the sky blue and he'd be like I don't know here's a riddle to answer any one of your fucking questions so for you to come out here and be like this is how it goes right or wrong good luck in the afterlife because he's gonna be like you ran around doing everything that I said not to do it's also just like so bananas uh so the from a linguistic standpoint um and and a translation standpoint which is where a lot of my like understanding of the bible comes from um it's so interesting to me to see right it's like, like how it wasn't written in english exactly. so it's like exactly. what is the yeah that's a great point i'll like, let you finish you're so right <laughs> well there are literally things that in the language in which the bible was written that they can't translate there right. isn't an equivalent in meaning or yeah an equivalent in meaning so for people to um, take the Bible as such an infallible and holy truth is problematic in and of itself because there's so much flexibility in it and the language has changed so much over time. Um, and and again, like to bring it back to a, an issue of gender, I think that when you think about the power, the people who were in power and doing the translating of the Bible and all those texts. Again, those were all men. And I'm curious. Um, yeah, like what decisions did they make on, like in their mind of like, this is going to be the greater good if I use the word love here instead of like take the time to accurately. And, yeah, like you have no idea what they. from a perspective of like the way that men and women deal with language is different. Sure. It's just different. So yeah it's like how has the meaning been skewed by that fact alone you know how can and the the truth of it all is none of us will know ever Mm -hmm. none of us will ever know none of us can ever know and that's i think an uncomfortable feeling which is a part of my issue with religion in general i think it's a very gray area and a lot of people cling to it and it's like but there's it's it's comforting for you but you also need to be okay with letting go a little bit mm-hmm. and um stepping away from that and then when you do it's like you're kind of i think sometimes like it's like you have your windshield wipers on and then it finally stops raining and you're like oh my god wow look at how bad that storm was <laughs> i don't know that's yeah no like, i get I I love that. it sometimes. i mean i feel like it's one of those things where in so many ways, like, I, yeah, like, so I went to Catholic school my whole life, and then in college, I became very Catholic for, like, two years or three years, and then I think I've gone to church, like, maybe twice since then. I'm just not, yeah, I'm not Catholic anymore. Maybe. I don't know. That's weird to say, but, but like it's a journey. It's I think it's definitely a journey, and it it changes over totally. time, just like you change as a person. Yes. and I think that like I was telling Ashley this like last week. I was like, one time I went. I had this phase in college where I would go to, um, uh, like daily mass at like seven a.m. 
and it was and I wouldn't go every day but I go like twice a week but the reason I went because it was because it was supremely I mean obviously like I was religious at the time so I was going to church because I wanted to go to church but also looking back at it now I'm like that was like relaxing and centering and I felt like connected and I was able to like now I would interpret that as like meditating or Mm -hmm. praying like Mm -hmm. all those things and so it's interesting to like have the opposite like I guess what I'm trying to say is like it's interesting to meet people as an adult who grew up with no religion and then I find myself sometimes on the other side of this debate you know what I mean like like there'll be like a moral question or there'll be some sort of like dismissal of some of of people because they're religious like secular like to be secular is to be the smartest person in the room or something like that Mm -hmm. which I think is just I think is so I, I just disagree I think that's so snobby and it comes from a place of like I know what's right and you know what's wrong so it was interesting. I just like find, I feel like I'm maybe that just like type of person. It's like depending on who I'm with, I'm just like I I just I don't know. I just like occupy such a different space. Yeah, but I get very resentful of people who think that because they're without Like have you met people like that who just like call religious people stupid? I mean, I feel that way sometimes. I because I feel like I but then, yeah, if I'm around, say I'm around a bunch of Catholic people who are, like, so over, like, clutching in an unhealthy way to something or say something, like, very st- crazy or offensive, then I'm on the other side. Right. And I think, <laughs> like, do you know I what I mean? that's the problem is that, to me, religion feels similar to politics, especially in our current climate where it's so polarizing. You're either liberal or you're conservative. And that's just, There's no in between. Yeah. You're either very religious or you don't practice religion or have a faith at all. And I think it's really hard for people to exist in a gray area. I personally come from a place of feeling like I could never be myself in that environment. Right. I could never, which is similar to politics to me, honestly, because I think they really do go hand in hand in a lot of ways um to be on the you like to be in the extreme or what 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 do you mean like you could never exist in the um no i oh sorry so i identify as gay and growing up i never felt like i could exist like as a human um in those spaces and i grew up in catholic school went to catholic high school all girls catholic high school went to a jesuit university for my first year of college and then transferred to a school um that was a state school and so I feel like because I'm coming from a place of feeling like oh my god I was getting like so forced into stuff my entire life I feel very much like I need to distance myself and I think I do sometimes come from a place of being like you anything with religion is too much for me and it's like right um almost triggering but I hate to use that word because no but I mean I think that that's completely valid and so different from my experience because my experience is is like I'm realizing like realizing that the institution that I was a part of was hurting other people and of course like I was hurt in these like other ways but like I wasn't being told that like like I wasn't I I wasn't gay and I'm wrong yeah Yeah, and I'm going to hell so like if you want (laughs) to So that's completely valid. Like that's, that's something. Yeah, I, I totally get that. If I was coming out of like 
12, 13 years of that, like, yeah, I totally understand that. And I think also, but I, but I think that as a child, right. But I think there's a place to, it's hard to not feel resentful and like want to place blame on certain people or certain choices that my parents made for me or whatever. But again, it's like, I think about religion so much of the time. So much of my brain space is occupied by it because it's a point of contention in my current relationship. It's a point of contention between my family and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there has to be a way to navigate it to feel like, you know what? It's always going to be there. That's just a fact. Like, it's gonna. It's a huge part of American culture, unfortunately, in my opinion. Um, my my family's always going to have a belief that's different from mine so how can i navigate the fact that that's a truth like that's a universal truth i as one individual i'm not going to get organized religion to stop like i it, it's just not gonna happen so how can i navigate to make sure that i'm doing a better job of of cultivating open-mindedness and like mindfulness um in those conversations Mm -hmm. and it's very difficult um yeah it's really difficult and i i think i think that's that's such a i think you said that very beautifully yeah you're very articulate um (laughs) i just literally think about this all the time so (laughs) and this is not what i came here to talk about but i guess it does get linked and we can get to it later (laughs) um love um we just love talking about church (laughs) so many of our so many of our podcasts have gone back to some sort of form of religion we should talk about it and we exist in a community too i think the comedy community is incredibly like non-religious and then the few people who are religious it's like what who's that christian improv group you know and that's a shitty thing right like how can we make this conversation not feel so um stigmatized yeah totally and i i think one of the things that i think is so tricky in in organized religion in general is that it becomes such a tradition it's all based on like tradition and in Mm -hmm. these like yeah and it's in even like general like generation wise when people are trying to like change even what those traditions look like and within with even within like faith communities that are like passing down um from generation to generation it's you're constantly fighting it's like a, a, a very similar to any sort of um tradition that you pass down to another generation where they're trying to like buck against the trend or change yeah, things right. the way they That's are right. um but in some cases when it comes to this to organize religion and particularly like like the big ones that have been around forever and ever it's it's such an uphill battle to to have even open-minded conversations and then you have like the few outliers or the few churches that are like no we want to have this conversation with you and unfortunately you just have so many um people or you have like some bad seeds in there that you're like this is making me not even want to have this conversation with anybody so i'm gonna like shut down you're ruining it for the people the thing is there are so many people i know who are doing such good work in their faith communities and in their communities in general um and they practice a faith and they're very like deeply involved in it and they're very deeply passionate and so 
those people who I know are trying to do good things for the world, who are, like, trying to get other people engaged in politics and, like, in in conversation, I'm mm-hmm. like, you guys are the good the good eggs, but at the same time, then I'm like, but think about the fact that as a person in a faith group, you are trying to navigate a political conversation or engage people in politics, and where does the dynamic of, like, politics being separated or, or religion not playing a role in politics or because it right. shouldn't right it shouldn't but the unofficial religion of america is catholicism or christianity right um so then it's like even people with good intentions i question because i'm like but you're still trying to do you know what i'm saying I, yeah i'm, I'm like, tracking with like you manip- like say it again like so i think that it's a a tricky situation when you have those those individuals from certain faith practices who really are like trying to cultivate conversation and dialogue and like promote open-mindedness and inclusivity but at the same time so many of those things like let's say for example like i think that christians are very much about social justice um and that's awesome but when you are saying like we as a church are going to show up at this protest and we as a church are going to contact our elected officials and we as a church are going to try to promote certain people running for office that's tricky because you're an institution and you are essentially like branding or like um what's the word um like backing Mm -hmm. certain political people and i think there's so there's a dynamic of control that exists between politics and religion that if we could all just be like hey we're all people and we as a community of people are going to back this person we as a community of people are going to show up for racial and social justice do you know Mm. what i'm saying yeah it's like why why can't we just be humans who exist and like and support one another why do we also have to add that other layer of um this is because like, I, the tenets of the Catholic Church are telling us to do this. Or, I, I agree on, yeah. with that. I think that there's an element of for people who are not, who are not like inclined normal, like the people who are like the, so I like, who tell, are not like super, yeah. a, who aren't typical activists that do believe in social justice or do have a passion in their faith through that that then have uh, an outlet outlet, or then have somebody that says like like hey we believe in or not not necessarily we but even like that gets up on stage on a Sunday and says like I'm doing this mission project because I believe in serving the homeless and so today we're like I'm going and anyone can join me and we're gonna like do XYZ if you if this speaks to you, you can come with me. And they are branded as a church because they're going to do this as the church or they're going to do this as whatever. Um, And it's going to feel churchy because it's getting coordinated through this one person. But the person sitting in the back row who's a loner and doesn't have like the outlet or the active or the planning skills or the social skills to do something like that has like an avenue to do that well. or like I like I know through this this church that I go to like they were they were doing things around like political stuff that I was like oh I didn't know anything about that yeah. that was happening in this community and I was like 
it's a it's based in wicker park and i was like wait what and i like so they were like just sharing stuff that i was like that is horrible <laughs> like so like it was for me it was more like an educational standpoint where mm-hmm. i was like i had no clue this stuff was happening in this this area of the city or this space within like the community here um what what do i need to do in order to think, like help this i think mm-hmm. since like all three of us like have a religious background it's like the difference like we've all interacted with people who are religious who like i'll take like the jesuit like i went to a jesuit high school an all-girls jesuit high school had i not i would have probably had this conversation like 10 years ago like i was uninterested in being catholic but like i really respected like the jesuits because I would have these conversations. So, like, the Jesuits are an order of priests, and, like, long story short, they're kind of known for being proponents of social justice and being very educated and academic, but academic in a more, like, for, like, lack of a better term, like, a more worldly sense. Like, sociological. Yeah, and, like, more, less of a myopic, like, like, I went to Catholic University and, like, got my, you know, like, I don't know, more worldly, I suppose, is is not a great term but it it's, comes to mind but every conversation i would have like with the priests that i really liked about like moral dilemmas like they were such sweet wonderful men and they were so smart and they would never ever end a conversation with me with like and that's what god wants you to do or that's right. Uh, right. us right. as catholics that's what you should do because you're a catholic we would have these like almost like vacuum conversations just about morality and being human like without all of these other institutional things that was my experience with them um with these like wonderful guys at my high school uh so there's like that but and we all there's a difference between that and then we all know the other side of that which is like these people who are like yeah like let's go like we're gonna do this mission trip and like we're gonna bring a bunch of Bibles with us, mm-hmm. and like on the last day of the mm-hmm. mission trip, after like we build a home, we're gonna give this person a Bible, and we're gonna talk about Catholicism. Or like, do you know what I mean? There's That's, like such yeah. pride, like yeah. such. 100%. I feel like if you grow up religious, like you know, even if it's not a priest, even if it's not a mission trip, like you know, there's there's good people who don't end conversations with like, and you know, you'll be saved mm-hmm. if you do right. this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people who end conversations like that, and there's people who don't. Right. And I gravitate right. to right. people who but don't. But I think that's where it's like, okay, but so you're describing essentially like a philosopher, mm-hmm. but we call them priests. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but why can't we just have philosophers? Right. <laughs> like, you totally. know what I'm saying? Like, why can't we just say, here are some moral questions, and like, here are so many things about the universe that we don't understand, but why do we have to frame it under like, these things don't make sense. You know why? Because he made it that way. You th- know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, I think at this point, it's just we've had it for, we've had all this this system. And it's like human beings, it's like we have to organize communities to survive. Like the yes. reason that there are yes. political parties is because it's like a form of organization that like we might agree on like 60 to 70% of the stuff and we're organized just so we can get like move the needle forward on like some right. things and like build a road you know what Which I mean feels otherwise so animalistic right yeah like, so it's like I don't know right. if the world started over again how communities would st- if you're like why the piss am I hearing 
church bells. So am I. Um, I chose church bells because I thought thought that would be, um, you know, topical. Um, We're having some audio difficulties. So for the next like four minutes, you're going to think Kat um, fell in a hole like baby Jessica. But she didn't. She was sitting on the couch next to us the whole time. Um, We just had some like major distortion with her mic. So we had to, I did play with her audio um so please forgive me um and listen really hard if you turn the volume up liz and i are gonna sound like monsters and cat will still sound like she's in a hole so stick with it for four minutes it's gonna tell you about the topic promposals um thanks guys sorry about that i lately have been really irked by um I've been reading a lot of news stories and seeing a lot of social media about prom, which I fucking hate prom. But what I really <laughs> hate, oh my god, I know what you're gonna say, and I, I is promposals. promposals. What the yes. fuck are promposals? <laughs> I think they're the dumbest thing. This and is this a great topic. Like, I'm so we're all saying I'm so excited for these Gen Z people, and like oh, yeah. and I see these fucking kids are doing promposals. That's not a thing. No. It's not a thing. What's wrong with calling someone and telling them you want to go to prom with them? Because they might say no, like Eric did to me. Right. Okay. So So it would be 20 times more embarrassing if I was like in a banana costume, like (laughs) peel me at prom or some pun. (laughs) That was because that was Laguna Beach. Do you remember? Do you remember when there's a promposal on Laguna Beach? Actually, okay. Can I... What's it called in a debate when you're on the other side? <laughs> when you're when you're debating? Like isn't there like if you had a high school debate, isn't there like the person like who gives the statement? Against? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna argue for for thirty seconds. Okay. Can't wait to get it. And it's literally only one I already know I disagree with your points. Right. <laughs> okay. Here is why I'm for this particular promposal. Just the, the Laguna Beach one? Well, yeah, it was like 2000. Okay, great. Talon. Oh my God, that's such a fucking weird name. I'm sorry to make fun of your name, Talon, but like, Talon is a claw. Maybe I didn't know that when I was 15. So, and I will say, (laughs) did he resemble a chicken claw? Like, maybe. That's me. I did not. I don't remember him. He was for sure. B cast. Oh. I don't remember him. Okay, Talon okay. was okay. He was, was B cast, then, then second A-cast, season A cast. Which honestly, so he was in like Kristen's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and he really liked Kristen. And you know how? Okay. By but the she way, she likes Stephen. I'm Team Kristen. <laughs> I know that's unpopular, ben. but I'm Team Stephen. Stephen was hot. I mean, I was I Team Lauren won. when I was watching it live. Which Lauren, LC or Low? Okay. First of all. I fucking love low, loved low I then, like low. love low now, always love low. I liked low. how she talked. She I always she was, was just like, and I like, she had parents. Yeah. <laughs> she's a good friend. She's and she always friend. was just like, you guys are all fucking crazy. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. And her parents were like, no, you're not going to Cabo with a bunch of 16 year old idiots named Talon. She's like, I'm not going to Cabo. She's like, it's not happening. And, and then like Lauren's like, is there anything you could tell your dad? She's like, no, dude, I can't go to fucking Mexico for a week and spend like thousands of dollars. And Lauren regretted it. Elsie ended up regretting it. 
They Steven loved, she like went to Cabo, and I'm pretty sure she also loved Steven, and he was probably making out with Kristen. And she was Steven like, wanted nothing to do with Elsie. Okay, I will say, that was a great episode. Like, it was maybe two episodes of television when they went to Mexico, and, like, Kristen and Steven break up. Kristen's going off that, like, other guy, hot guy. He's, like, really tall. They're, like, making out. Steven is, like, drunk, and, like, if this was 2018... Is it 2018? Yeah. Like, we would not be okay with this because Steven's, like, running around the bar being like, you're a slut. You're a thirsty slut. Like, blah, 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 because she's making out with another guy after they broke up. Then, LC gets sick. Steven stays in with LC and, like, makes out with her. I'm like, this is... Okay, first of all, it was great television, and I <laughs> loved it, and it's wonderful storytelling. But, like, it just reveals everyone's true characters that, like, LC didn't value herself enough to get someone else. I don't... You know, and we've all been there. Right. Steven was hurt. His ego was hurt by Kristen making out with the tall guy. Kristen, this is why Kristen is my hero. Kristen was like, I am hot and confident and like I'm in Mexico and I'm 17 and like I'm going to make out with the hottest guy here. And now she's married to a football player. I respect yeah. her. <laughs> and she has a new show coming out on I E. See, I saw that. On E? Yes. I don't know, but it's about like her lifestyle, her lifestyle brand. Show? Yeah, it's a reality brand about her, li- but her lifestyle brand. And now they live in Nashville, and she was like talking about, it, and she was like, and it's not going to be like twenty four year old Kristen. And I was like, you sound the same. And, and it scares like, me. Which I, which I, if I was in the room when they were making the show, I'm like, no, like let's get twenty four year old Kristen, like. I like that girl. I like the confident, <laughs> brash, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, you're right. It's not going to be that, but 100% it's going to be. With her kids, she's just like crazy to her kids. <laughs> she's like, I'm confident. I don't need she's like, I'm confident. <laughs> she's like, you know what? I'm, de- I'm done with your drama. Yeah. They're like sobbing. Yeah, they're asleep. <laughs> Please change me. Yeah, she leaves the football stadium. Okay, promposal. This is what I'm talking about. But it ties back together because it involves Kristen. So senior year, Kristen is a senior. Kristen is, I think, oh, she, she, and this is how much of a badass Kristen is. Steven goes to college in San Francisco. Steven still wants to date Kristen. Kristen says no. Is it how much of a badass Kristen is? Or is it how much of a loser Steven is? Both. Boys, yeah. Yeah, his white truck like wasn't as cool in San Francisco. But I say that's Justin Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Talon, so Kristen's a senior. Talon is in the school and he's like trying to make a name for yeah, he's got upgraded to A A cast. He lost some weight. He lost so many. He looked. He looked not bad. He was always like at the beach, half in a zip-up surf suit, yes. half in a wetsuit. It was always unzipped to like the very lower pelvic, not not pel- yeah, like it was it was low. Anyway, <laughs> so he decides like he's kind of fucking around, like senior year, just like well, like who should I ask? And he's like, I have to ask like this one girl, and you don't know who it is. Oh wait, is that how this happens? Yeah, I anyway, don't remember, but you clearly, it's literally been like, I've, I'm clocking the time on yeah. this. Well, we took a detour. No, I think. just on uh, just your on prom proposal okay, story. Basically, Kristen opens like her garage and Talon is in it in a tuxedo with flowers. And at the time, I thought that was nice. And she was like, you know what, Talon, <laughs> where is my <laughs> helicopter with roses being dropped I'm from the sky? By that. The defense rests. 
Yeah, oh, and then okay, Dieter. Well, don't even start with Dieter. We're not getting into Dieter right now. I love Kat. I love how much you know. Do you remember Dieter? <laughs> no. Oh, Dieter was the I don't, third. I don't think Dieter I remember was, second you know season how, that well. You know how there's like a, like Dieter was the third guy. Yeah. Like there was Steven and there was, oh, I liked him. Trey I was a dude Justin Bobby. That's, That's the hills. Justin Bobby was like around the time. That was the hills. Ugh, gross. And I didn't really watch the hills like religiously. So I remember Laguna Beach. I don't remember really the good. dudes on. I don't really remember them all that much. Basically, there's Steven. I mean, you really only there was to a blonde. Steven. There was a blonde That's guy. Trey, and he was like Trey. very artistic Trey. and a do-gooder. He wore I mean, hats. He was, like, a really sweet guy. He was I wonder if his sweetheart. real name was Trey or if he was a third like if it's oh my god i learned that recently oh i didn't know that that That's trey is the short name for yeah. i don't like that I, I was blown away and something else where um trip name. i heard something trick where guys who you guys who are named this it's because of this other thing that makes and you're like what i feel like something i know what you're talking about but i cannot trey trip And then there was Dieter, who was the third guy named, Dieter. his name was Dieter. And Elsie would be like, the, you know, it was, MTV, it, was, it was MTV 2007. So we were having these like weird, like after, like, you know, Lauren is like 19 years old, 18 years old. And she's like, they're like, what would you, what advice would you give? Like an MTV VJ would be like, what advice would you give to like girls in high school? And she's like, always have a guy friend. Dieter is my guy friend, and Dieter and I go to the movies whenever I need to chill. I think Dieter probably wanted Dieter and Lauren to be a thing. Oh, and then Lauren went out with Jason. Jason! That's who I was thinking about. He was not. He was dirty. He was the bad boy. And then made out with Jessica at the fashion show where Trey was selling hats because of the landslide. Yes! <laughs> She was so drunk. And oh. I was like, like, such a child, like, looked just like a little child. Who was the one with the long, dark hair? The girl with the long, dark hair. I don't remember anybody's Arena? names. No. Down in the hills. On, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like. On the second ep- season? No, I think season. I think she's Morgan, season one. There was Morgan. Morgan. And it was Mormon. Morgan was And then she didn't get into BYU. Morgan was like only, she was a B-list. Morgan was a B-list. Yeah, yeah but. I will okay. This I think, is, but I think she started Christina, as like who she was, was supposed to be. That's probably okay. So, so <laughs> Christina's. <laughs> I gestured. <laughs> I who gestured was? like a like a cartoon like Mr. Peanut. Like, like <laughs> yeah, like I put a finger up in the air when I remember Christina was Christian, but her father was like a pastor at a mega church. Yes. Yes. And yes. Like you guys, you don't understand. Stuff. This year in 2018, I have googled christina because like i'm just interested in her you're like that man is gonna get hit with something those mega church no, pastors are going think- down he seemed he seemed okay so yeah that's the point <laughs> <laughs> no he seemed i mean but here's what i google is so so the infamous trip that we've talked about when they go to cabo what happens in cabo i believe is the name of the episode so like the kids like where does wh- it stay on mtv forever <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee I'm right. I will oh, fact actually, check myself. Because the <laughs> <laughs> they were four kids. Um, so like they, they go to Cabo because it's like spring break. Lo obviously is 
<laughs> just like being great um, at the OC. And then Morgan and Christina do not go to Cabo for spring break. They go to New York City because Christina has finagled some sort of like friend of a friend acquaintance audition for Broadway in general, which is how it was phrased to the audience. And I was like, okay, perfect. And then she goes to the audition. She's like nervous. She's being a little short with Morgan because Morgan's like, what if you get it? Like, would you move here? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it, Morgan. And so they go into the audition and she sings only hope by mandy moore from walk to remember she sings the whole song and it was underwhelming (laughs) so and then it smashed she make like kristen in the bar like in mexico it's like time out so she didn't make broadway she didn't she didn't do yeah she didn't get on do generals like once a year for broadway (laughs) just like for broadway and they allow you know high schoolers so nervous. <laughs> nervous. Oh my Maybe god. Just sing. be yourself, I think. Yeah. Oh my god. And, um, okay, wait. So I wanted to tell you about Wait, promposals. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna get to. <laughs> so I saw I've seen some really upsetting promposals. <laughs> Where do you see them? They're all over Instagram. I mean Talon's oh. was upsetting. I wasn't not upset. But like, what but are you following? <laughs> Time out. What are you following that promposals are in your Instagram feed? Okay. Oh, you don't want to see what's on my Instagram Discover feed. I mean, it's a who's who of weird internet searches that clearly are up my alley. (laughs) I feel like, okay, I follow BuzzFeed News, and I have seen some on BuzzFeed News. Okay. Um, I follow Bustle. I follow follow a lot of stuff. My my Instagram is politics, dogs, and, like, skincare. Okay. And makeup. And um, Beyonce. And yeah, mine's we follow a lot of the same things, but I haven't seen very many promposals. You, okay, well, I, that's shocking to me because I've seen so many. I don't know who, what other accounts that I'm missing. I, I'll send you some that I find after this episode. Don't. And then as soon as you watch them, <laughs> like you one have to see them because okay, here, like here's like an I would example get of one. Angry. Okay? You will. You will get angry if you're a human being who has a brain. <laughs> you'll get angry. So this fucking kid. He and his girlfriend are walking down the street. I'm assuming they're in Florida. And um, this cop pulls over next to them, gets out of the car, and he's like, is your name blah, blah, blah? And the guy's like, yeah. He, like, pretends to arrest the kid who, let's also point out the fact that his girlfriend's white and he is a person of color. (gasps) And he gets arrested. No. And thrown into the back of a cop car. And she's like, what am, what is, what is happening? Like, she's just like in shock because they're literally just, they're like carrying their flip flops. It makes no sense. And then all of a sudden you see him get out of the car with the sign. With a guy? With The kid? The kid gets out of the car with the sign. Like, will you That's- go to prom with me? What? He didn't even take the time to write a pun that has to do with being arrested or remember. the police. I don't okay. remember what the sign Again, said. Again, on the four proposal side, that I like is the puns. The worst. <laughs> Clearly, that's, like, okay, that's and so weird. You see this other kid, he, enga- he proposed, proposed at prom or some shit. And I'm like, people don't. Why is prom becoming a thing that. Wait, is you like, mean he proposed marriage at yes, prom? Yes. And that's a promposal if I ever heard. That's one. a promposal. <laughs> that that one, promposal. they can call it a promposal. And that, they, yeah, they're the only ones. The same. It's gross. It's, again, I don't like that. Wildly inappropriate and uncalled for. And I don't understand why prom is just becoming this thing that almost feels like 
you're getting inducted into a hall of fame or you're getting like it's like a rite of passage I, it doesn't make sense to me it's like I, I and the and these proms they're going so over the top there was a school in florida i again, saw the florida, caged tiger with the caged tiger did you see that what and, and the theme was like the prom. theme was, was like welcome to the jungle. jungle welcome to the jungle and they, they, they thought it was tiger. fun they got a cage to get a cage and tiger. you see a lot of people I going back <laughs> and forth about these things on social media saying like well you don't know the whole story I don't need to know. I know the bullet points. You got a caged tiger and a prom. And then I really don't like when they play loud music around animals. They have concerts in the zoo. I don't like it. It's troubling. (laughs) I think it's I think it's abusive because these animals are just not equipped to handle that kind of stress. It's overstimulating. There are so many people. There are bright lights, loud noises. It's just wrong in my opinion. I don't give a shit what you say about. Oh, they worked with the animals. They knew that like the yeah. They talked to the tiger. They said you know like you know they played him t-pain like no 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 <laughs> no no that's well that's just ins- that's just in no school should have to whatever you ever. however no how much how much do you have to <laughs> pay so <laughs> no no, no how, how, what, like how much money do you have to pay yes exactly. i know especially like, it's like go teachers yeah pay your yes. teachers don't get a fucking tiger for your prom or you know what pay for a security guard like they want to arm right? teachers get an extra security guard since we're since we're not getting rid of guns anywhere Oh, it's so frustrating and the and oh okay. i did see a proposal about- where a guy got her got the girl louboutins that's stupid did you see that no, no. then that's it was stupid. see but i like to read the puns on the poster boards yeah the puns are fun if someone <laughs> can write a good pun i'm gonna appreciate no, your pun oh if the shoe fits which i don't no, that's stupid that's There's not another good one, another but i mean one. it was louboutins the girlfriend how did he I have so many questions. How did he get the money? His parents. Right. His parents. He's like, Mom, I really want to make prom and she's special. Like, she's like, you want Domino's? Louboutins like $600? Yeah. Louboutins are so expensive. And they showed a picture of them, and I was like, girlfriend, these are so high. You're not going to wear those at prom, and if you do, That's you're going to want to die. That's just coming from because I have my weak ankles, but it's... Those Louboutin shoes are so high. <laughs> okay well she's she's gonna fall (laughs) she is she's gonna she's gonna gonna crack an ankle yes and that's not fun i don't think i drank at my proms i can't remember drinking at my proms i i only went to one prom i didn't want to take anyone but my girlfriend at the time made me take someone because she was like we can't tell anyone we're gay and so she was like did she take take someone i had to take a boy yeah he was very sweet we had a really good time i think we danced once and um, it was fine, but mostly I was like, I just want to be with my friends. Like, you know, it's your last. It's fun. You're all dressed up. Like, yeah, you're yeah. all dressed up. You're like, you don't want to dance like one on one with a guy. You want to dance in like a big circle with girls, being like, that's how I feel. Whatever. That is how I feel. And um, I just also want to circle back because <laughs> I've seen there's also some proposals that have been like really racist and oh, just, I saw like, that wildly. I just can't understand how people. Why? It's like the new Halloween. I just don't get I'm it. so stressed and I'm tired even having this conversation because it is like so. It just, yeah, you seemed really engaged when we were talking about I religion was, and now you're just. Now you're like, oh, from She's resigned. Cat's like, her neck is back. I, I, I took <laughs> her hair, hair down. I, I just, because I'm so angry. Well, I will say promposals and I know, okay, 
I'll She's preface this. Devil's, devil's no, I'm no, no I I'm think agreeing that there's with like you. An, a, an inner piece of Liz that's like if that I, I wish that someone asked me to prom. Yeah, I went to fucking all girls school. <laughs> no, that that I would have, be like yeah. I would be so down for promposals if you were. I know I would a walk young in those Louboutins. Oh, that probably is that. That's probably why I'm defending it. I'm really no, I'm not. I don't. I don't like them. But yeah, do I wish I was asked to prom? Sure. <laughs> I'm a human being with I a mean, beating heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to say is like, okay, I'm going to preface this with like, I'm like a bitch. So like promposals, push presents. What's a push present? It's a... After you have a baby, Your you husband's supposed to buy you a diamond called push present. Ew, are you serious? Yes, and it's... But like all these things with oh, like names. That. Do you know what I mean? Or like... um. Uh, everything has like a fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's other, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're do, like, I don't like the name. I don't even like I don't like year. the name <laughs> push present. I'm not opposed. I think it's crude. <laughs> right. It is crude. That is crude. Plus, you know, you should get a fucking present anytime you're having a baby. Right. You should just get a present. You should just get a baby, a baby present. And... You know, there are a lot of things, maternal care and and maternal mortality and baby mortality is like the highest it's ever been in the United States. So that also feels like a very fucking shitty present because it it really is like we're only going to celebrate the women who are successfully having well, children. Well, here's, here's the thing that I And that makes me angry. This is, this is why I like, I think it's just like, because I have such weird, I've always had like very strange, weird feelings with like weddings and and things like that like and I for a while I'm just like oh like I don't know what this is like my wires seem like off because I don't share these opinions that my friends have or like blah 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 but I think here is what this is something that I'm finding out about myself and I think it's like much more closer to like my truth is like I do not like these institutional things that that we've invented promposals push presents stuff that you have to do at weddings you have to have a choreographed dancer like whatever I think that I feel I'm so passionate about like doing what I want to do all the time Ooh, that like when there is something like that, that that's just, that's just bullshit social. Like we made it up. Mm-hmm. Like we made up a debutante ball. Mm-hmm. Like now we have to do that now. Mm-hmm. Now we have to, now we have to have a choreograph. Like anything where it's like, I feel like I'm getting pushed against my will to do something just because of like a weird social millennial rule mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying totally. like, i'm trying to think of like other I mean, things i feel like but a lot of that could be related to weddings as well i think weddings are really like prime example of that where there are these parts of a ceremony or like this is what you do for a wedding and it's like no a wedding is supposed like, to be do whatever about you want. a couple yeah. getting committed to each other for the rest of their foreseeable lives like there doesn't have to be a fucking I I don't know flower girl like right. I, just yeah I, I want I want that. everyone and I want every like this is not I think that it gets misinterpreted and I don't want to hurt anyone's like feelings but like if you want to choreograph a dance with your dad sure, yes please do, do it. it if you want to have your hashtag if you want to have your flower girl if you want to have oh yeah hashtag. people oh, that's I don't a great care example, a I don't at a like wedding. please like I I want to be there to support you. I really, I really do. I don't, I just don't like sometimes the mass internalization of like, okay, now I need a push present. Okay, now I need a proposal. Okay, now I needed this. I do think that there's some, I do think some of that pressure, whatever that is from people, falls away with age. Like, I will say that like, yeah, you're right. In my 20s, 
the people that got married, I think, fell into like the, oh my god, I have to do this, and oh my, this is I'm to check off all the boxes of what is the what the wedding looks like or what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. I do feel like some of them were rushing or running to to hit all those. In my 30s, the weddings that my friends who are getting married now in our 30s and that are a little bit older and are like, okay. I'm in love and I met this person and we're, this is what we're doing and I don't yeah. give a fuck about this and this is how we want to do it. And I think a lot of those like social pressures of for whatever, whatever reason that looks like are fa- have fallen away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also like keeping myself honest. It's like also a lot of my issues. Like I, sometimes I feel like I'm arguing against no one. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm like, I don't want to do this. And it's like, Who's Liz, you no know, one is telling you to yeah. do that. Like, you are, like, and then it's, like, why do you feel like you can't, like, well, ask your, maybe you do want to do that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like right. it's just a conversation. Sure. It's, it's and my it head. might change, like, once And it might change. Like, literally, it might change. Yeah. I mean, I think that what was so, and I really, and I don't have a lot of evidence in my personal life to support this because nearly 100% of the weddings that I've ever attended have been beautiful and the people have been so wonderful and I've never felt anything like really gross or weird ever (laughs) do you know what I mean of like oh my god like this person does not want to get married I've never had that feeling um like but I was at this wedding like two weeks ago and I was just a fucking mess I was bawling the entire time when they were doing their vows they wrote their own vows um I don't know them very well and they were at she reads hers her vows first and she talks about how she, you know, she was like, I thought, you know, I had my life and I thought I was going to be alone. And she wasn't saying that in a sad way. Like, I'm going to like be a spinster. She was like, I just, I had kind of moved on from thinking that I was maybe going to get married. Mm-hmm. Basically is what she was saying. She didn't say that exactly, but she was saying that. Um, and then like meeting you was such a precious gift because you know like once you reach that mental state and then you meet so it's just like life is great you know what I mean you've achieved this like wholeness in yourself and then you also get to share your life with someone how wonderful he reads his vows it's like a very similar sentiment and they hadn't they hadn't exchanged vows I don't think beforehand Mm. and he's just like I had my life do you know what I mean like I had I had kind of pictured like a future of like maybe you know being by myself and that was like okay for me and then he just starts talking about like how you know I met you and like I fell in love with you and like the most important thing is like to me you are not a plan you are not my five-year plan you are not like anything like that and I fucking died like I was like a mess I was crying so much because it just like like I feel like I just share so many of those sentiments not that I'll be alone or I'm okay with myself and like whatever but it's like I think that that's why I just rail off these things that I feel like I have to do because yeah like you are not a a yeah like when it feels like your choice to like get married which I think is how it should be rather than feeling like obligated but um I think it I, I I'm a very anxious person and I'm a very plan oriented person because the more you plan something the less likely it is that something bad or wrong will happen which is that's how my brain works even though I know that's not you have no control life is say that again the more you plan I'm like if I have if I plan things and if I have goals that are like 
if everything is like measurable and I can like move through the steps in sequence, then there's less possibility of something going wrong. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I can plan my next five years and sure, like that may, that may change because of what I want changing. But if I plan them and like have structure and this is what I see, like I th I can think about my wedding now and then there's less likelihood that things will go awry, which is just my brain trying to protect me from like things not the, being. The hiccups or whatever. Yes, yeah. yes. I feel like my brain works in the exact opposite. I feel like sometimes if I commit to something which is kind of weird because I am a pretty productive person when I commit to something like that I feel like I don't want to commit to something like that it's like maybe I say I don't want to have this wedding because I'm like scared like that means that there's a bigger chance of failure for me do you know what I mean mm -hmm. if like I declare like yeah I would like a proposal that sounds nice. Then if you don't but, get the proposal, mind, exactly. then you failed at something that you're a Yeah, goal. I think right. I'm... But we also yeah. should be clear that prom happened a long time ago for all of us, and <laughs> where none of us are going to have a proposal. I just oh, want to make well, that clear. Should we move past that? Yeah. I think Talon's not waiting in my garage with... I think Talon's you know what? not... I don't think... Do I don't have, have a garage. garage. <laughs> I don't have a garage. I don't, I don't but know. you could. you can shoot for Talon to come back in your life at some point. I don't even want Talon. anyone's listening who is going to marry Liz, just have it be a promposal engagement because that <laughs> you know I mean I know this is like really list. sad to say but I think it just like goes back to that really like ugly place like in yourself where it's like I don't deserve this so maybe I'm just putting up these huge defense mechanisms and walls around myself so I protect myself you know I don't deserve a push that's present so I'm gonna shit all over it no. do you know what I mean yeah of course. I think that's for sure where it comes from sure <laughs> you're like I, I think that's for sure where it comes oh, from that's no. definitely where my therapist said it came from <laughs> right. I'm toying around with this idea it's like smash cut to my therapist office she's like no you have <laughs> okay yeah but a hundred percent that's not what's happening with prom postals because I am gonna <laughs> I am bashing them because they are fucking dumb and you, I you I can respect your opinion but it's wrong because they're dumb I I hate promposals. I, I hate the stupid. word. I do too. Um, I got offended because I believe Ellen DeGeneres, who is like someone that I respect, said mention promposals on like a clip on like my Facebook feed when that I was like strolling through and I was like, nope, you don't believe in them. I refuse to acknowledge that this clip exists. <laughs> Moving on. That is so funny. Like, I, I'm usually like, you're dead to me. Yeah. Well, because they don't Sorry, feel... Ellen, it's like they don't feel... Me genuine anymore it feels like it's so, so performative it's no. so performative and it's well, like and you're a little baby poor kids, these poor kids these poor high school kids have so much pressure already put on them for everything else in the right, world right. like now they have to like do some sort of bananas like typically a person who's proposing like that's like the big event of your life as far as like I have to ask a question and get a yes or no answer. that's the big that's the big question why are they adding one in high school like you don't need to add one practice makes perfect like we come gotta get on. these kids ready to know what it's like to propose only the men can do it and, and that's what it's got to be that generation of that has this promposal god help them when they're actually getting proposed marriage and like the the husbands or whoever or whoever is doing these proposals is like my proposal was great but let me tell you about when i was in high school yes god exactly. help when that happens because they're gonna do me so many angry wives and like or angry the, people and the wives are gonna be like oh john i mean, no i'm gonna rephrase it oh my god me as a wife 
oh, Amanda, that was almost as good as my high school proposal. Right. I mean, I will say yes, but I wanted to be going to prom again. Right. Like, that's just disappointing. It's right. It's just, like, really a disappointing thing. But, like, he showed up with, I don't know. Roses. Uh, roses. That's it. Like. Ugh, roses. <laughs> like, <laughs> flying out of a helicopter. He attached the ring to our dog's collar. Ugh, so The cute, dog, you know, we thought it was lost all day, and then I found it. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, my high school boyfriend scaled the house and <laughs> flew true? through a window. No, oh. no. I was like, well, that's kind of fun. No, no, that's, <laughs> he did something cool. That's what I'm saying. These, these people are doing all are these gonna fun. Are going to be screwed. I'm just having things. a flashback to my boyfriend telling me, like, I look too pale with red lipstick and a red dress. Jesus. On prom. <laughs> On prom. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I was wearing a red dress and red lipstick. You look, it's like, you look, because you're, you're not fair. with them, right? No. <laughs> Bye. No. Kevin. Um, Kat, thank you so much for being oh here. Oh my god, thank my you. Pleasure. What a what a journey. What a and journey I'm glad you came in good because I like passion and I especially like passion when you hate something. Mm. <laughs> Ugh, I love <laughs> I a good hate. Put negativity out in the world, but like oh, I love, I love when it. someone really hates something. I but like too. it's like I love to hate. And yep. it's also something trivial like a fucking promposal. <laughs> like it's not like it's I mean gross. I guess I, I I hate a lot of things. My sister, I'm sorry, we're going to keep going for a second. No, it's fine. My sister and I were talking the other day and we historically have fought about literally everything, but we were in the car driving home the other day and she's like, "You know what? Oh no. It's just like hard. Like people who aren't me are just so annoying. And I was like, oh my God, yes. she Did she really say she that? She said sentence? that. And I That's great. really resonate. That really resonated with me because I feel that way too. So honestly, <laughs> I hate a lot of things and a lot of people. Um, oh yeah. So, I have to and I'm a brat, but in a good that. way. <laughs> in an well, way. I, yeah. You have been listening to Love Hate, produced by and starring Liz Fitzgerald and Ashley Gansky.